Hylia's champion, the hero of Hyrule, Link, once said, Yeah! <laughs> Welcome back to the episode, guys. I'm your host, Z. I'm Laura. And I'm Eris. And today we're talking about uh, season three of Criminal Minds. Let's, I guess, start off the way we usually do with uh, what are you guys' favorite episodes? This one's hard because yeah, there were so many good ones. And there was like moments in episodes between the characters that I really liked, but I'm not sure if I liked the the plot of the episode mm-hmm. necessarily. And then there were some plots of the episode that I really liked, but then like the character moments were kind of like, eh. Yeah. Is like, it easier to pick a least favorite episode? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I've got I've got so many. I'm having a hard time like narrowing them down. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I only had one um episode that I rated lower than a three, and that was damaged, which is the episode where Rossi finally solves oh. that like 30 year mm. or twenty here's the th- here's the thing. He's he's like, the 20 year anniversary is coming up. But in the episode like right before this one. Yeah, he's a 21 years. He's, he was he was like, it's been 21 years, and the cop was like, Don't let it get to 22. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, you're right, you're right, it's only been 20, my bad. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. But but then like the fact that the culprit is somebody that's like developmentally delayed, and it was just like Yeah. The only thing I like in that episode is this random moment that I don't know if anybody else caught and there's no way this wasn't intentional, I, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Anyways, so uh, when they go to the carnival or whatever uh-huh. to arrest the guy or to find out who the guy is, uh-huh. there's a sign in the background that says legacy something or other, and then there's a shot where Emily is standing directly in front of the Ellie, so it just says Gacy in the back, and Gacy is the one who's known for being yeah. the clown and doing things to children, and so I'm like... That has to be intentional, right? Like, I'm just... sure it is because his mugshot <laughs> is in the opening sequence. Mm, I just yeah. thought that. I was like, huh. They, may, they maybe didn't know when they arrived on location mm. until they started setting up and they're like, you know, it'd be funny if. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. that feels like a, ha wouldn't it be great? Right. Like, like, not like they planned the whole thing around it, but just sort of like once they got there, they're like, this is a prime opportunity. <laughs> you ever have like one of those moments with your friends where you're like, you look at a sign and like one of the things is out, and so you read it with yeah. like, the letter out. Like you know, one of the guys was like, "Look, Gacy." Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, for sure. That that episode does have a few good lines when they're in the prison interviewing Jester. He says, "But unfortunately for you, I'm not a five foot tall, hundred pound girl. At your core, you're a coward." And there are so many edits of that on TikTok, and people thirsting so hard. That's yeah, a good I can one. see that. And then, and then when Reed is like, I find that I do some of my best work under intense terror. Like, relatable. <laughs> like, <laughs> <For sure. laughs> like, hey, buddy. Yeah, deadline pressure. So you're you're right. Like that. Like that was my my least ranking. Yeah. Uh, but there were some things in there that I really liked. There, I think overall this is a really good season. I have five that I marked as being favorites. Yeah, let's hear them. Okay, we'll start with Children of the Dark. Yeah, this is two dudes and like it doesn't start out super good but it gets deeper later when you find out that these two guys that have been killing families were abused foster children Mm -hmm. right and so like the whole time and i'm just like i was like seriously people abuse ruins kids for life like this is and it's this is very real the foster care system Mm -hmm. is just rife for abuse I love it when they, it's not just some guy out there killing, but you actually know a little bit about that person and, mm-hmm. and what's happened to them. And not that it excuses the killing, but right. you're like, oh, but I see how you got there. But, yeah. yeah. And then seven seconds, the one right after that in the shopping That's mall. Such yeah. a good one. That yes. one is 
fucks me up every time I watch it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, that one was really good. Again, what is with the, the child abuse in all of these episodes? Yeah, that was that was one of the things that Mandy Patinkin cited as the reason that he was leaving, mm. is because every single episode was harsh, horrible violence to women and children, mm. uh-huh. and that he didn't realize that that's what it was going to be when he signed on. Yeah. But and I then- do like, from, from, that, from that episode... The kid's like, shouldn't you be looking for my cousin right now? And Reed's like, I am looking for your cousin right now. And I was like, oh, shit! Be like, that's what I'm doing, child. Yeah, and we get to see Hotch and Prentice team up in that episode. Mm -hmm. Which, Mm -hmm. you know, like, the the fandom refers to to Prentice as mommy and Hotch as daddy. So it was like seeing them together as... You also get to see Princess become a fan of the yell at the unsub until they crack uh-huh. method yeah. of interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, hey, wow, this works. <laughs> she got way into that. Yeah. Um, the next one I really liked um, is episode eight, Lucky. This episode haunts me all the time because I was I was watching, I was like, oh, that's this season? Because mm. like the first time I'd watched Criminal Minds, I was like, this this messed me up, this little arc. But yeah, this is the one where Garcia meets a hot guy in a coffee shop and then he shoots her later and you don't know if she's alive or not. Yeah. yeah. I was screaming. I was just like, I like looked over at Z and I was like, Z wouldn't do this to me. <laughs> Z wouldn't do this to me. Yes. And then, but not only that, but like, like I never relate to Garcia more than when she's like, she she's telling uh, Derek, she's like, this kind of thing doesn't happen to me a lot. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, the cute guy doesn't talk to me in the coffee shop either. So yeah, I get it. You yeah. want to take advantage of that. Max like um, fine, okay. <laughs> we didn't meet in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get um, it together. Yeah. <laughs> Go back in time and meet Laura at a coffee shop. But also how the case, like the other plot that's happening in this episode, is it's pretty intense. Up. And then you, the, what happens at the, what you found out, what happens at the mm-hmm. very end, that the the guy had been feeding people to all of the volunteers looking for the missing people, and you're like, oh, that's twisted. Yeah, <laughs> I there's there's a line that they have in there about how he bit a chunk out of his nine-month-old sister when he was seven mm. and I could not believe that I had forgotten that detail but like the visceral reaction that I had when they mm. said that I was yeah. like oh god yeah it's yeah. so icky but five stars yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah my my next my next top one was true night mm-hmm. I think that was another one of those tragic tragic stories and right. this guy just broke mm-hmm. yes and then starts killing people himself and doesn't even know he's doing it. And it's just this fascinating, like... The ending quote, too, was weirdly, like, almost spiritual, despite the fact that it was a fucking comic book nerd quote, (laughs) with the whole, like, the true anti-hero is the one who... It's covered in dirt. It's covered in dirt and fights against being called a hero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just, like, kind of goes... Because it's like, here is this guy who broke because his girlfriend was murdered in front of him. An unborn child. Yeah. Yeah. Like his entire life was destroyed Mm -hmm. by this moment of violence that the the gang chose it's just seemingly at random like it wasn't they like were a, just there they were yeah. just there and they were bored and they're like we can do this yeah, yeah it completely senseless and the, then he, he just snaps yeah the choices that the writers made for this episode as far as like putting him at, at the forefront of our of our story for this yeah. week was very interesting it made it very enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch but mm-hmm. also in the end there's um we get to see a little bit 
on the plane when they're leaving mm-hmm. of, of how the characters are interacting with one another. So we get to see like Morgan and Reed and JJ like goofing around or whatever. And yeah. you know, Reed's like, he hit me. And JJ's like, boys, boys. <laughs> and then like Rossi and Prentice talking about like how Prentice is having a difficult time, like adjusting to like right. the idea that like some people aren't really, really the bad guy, even though they're the bad guy. Yeah. And then just Hotch I'm... being like, just torn because yeah. at this point, I think at this point he signed a divorce papers with for his wife hasn't he I, or he got delivered them or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. but I, I actually really like that one in that same scene where rossi was just sort of like in some way every single person we put behind bars is just mentally ill mm-hmm. like in some way they're not really bad guys it was mm-hmm. just that they did not have the care and the resources they need to get themselves healthy mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and because like so many of the bad guys in this are like that yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I would like the foster care, like the, mm-hmm. the children mm-hmm. of the dark. They were deeply abused, and in a point where you're like, yeah, at this point, you totally get what they're doing. You know, like you yeah. totally understand their their psychology of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That moment at the end where they give the guy or they give the gun to the kid to go back and kill right. the foster mom. Yeah, and like Derek has to talk it. Was it Derek? Yeah. Derek has to talk him down out of it. Like, but it, it's almost from the like we get why you want to do this. Yeah, like. But this is not, we, you gotta let us handle this. Like, you don't don't realize that there's another option, but I'm telling you there are, and let Mm -hmm. me lay them out for you. And we're looking at a kid that, given a different choice, would have gone down the same path as our other killers. Absolutely. It's actually kind of, like, that loops into why I really like Birthright, (laughs) which is the whole, like, the son of the serial killer Mm -hmm. kind of thing with the whole barn or whatever. That was actually my least favorite episode that I liked. I I really, I like the plot, I like the um, I like the profile of mm. that one. I There was some other stuff that I'm kind of like, eh, about. With that one, because they had set up like, oh, is it this kid or this kid? Is it like mm. the son of the victim of, or is it the son of the mm. wife? Yeah. And because they definitely were like, it's the son of the victim. Oh, that's why she was lying. Because it turns out that she had a baby and blah, blah, blah. That mom tried to raise her kid so well. Mm. And like came up with a fake story about the father and like like tried to give her kid as many resources as he could to grow up healthy and he did yeah the the women in that story were the that was Mm -hmm. the parts i liked and that is like especially like the the wife of the guy that turns out to actually be the killer um you're just looking at like generations of like traumatized women and how they've handled Mm -hmm. it so that part i did like Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed the way that the the wife of the the original serial yeah. killer. I really enjoyed her acting in that episode yes. because of like when can't remember her name, but the 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 victim that escaped from the original Karen killer, Foley. I remember Karen, that yeah. One, yeah. Um, when she's like, "What? Like, what do you? What were you doing?" And then she's like, "I killed him." Like that mm. that moment was always like when I watched that one, I was always yeah. like, "Yeah, bitch, yeah, you did. You pushed that bitch into the harvester and you kicked his ass." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And I like how they completely ignored it. Yeah, she, yeah. she confessed to murder right then and yeah. there, and they were like, "I didn't hear it. Did you hear it? No, nope, I didn't hear that." <laughs> Sounds like that dude fell. <laughs> oh, they, 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 they all wrapped up. Got they, yeah, they, they all picked up their into phone. a combiner. Like <laughs> they all picked up their phone and said, "Mom, yeah, yeah, I'll come vacuum the kitchen. Sure." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so what were some of your other that you you didn't like? Birthright were that was that all of the ones that you did like? Um, no, Tabula Rasa episode nineteen. Yeah. I really liked that episode. Just the philosophical stuff about mm. here's a guy that 
you're not sure if he was, or they were pretty sure he was guilty. And then he falls off the roof, mm-hmm. right? Gets amnesia, wakes up years later and doesn't, says he doesn't remember what happened. Yeah. And so it's that interesting question of, is he still the same person mm. who committed those murders? Right. Um, and because, they have that as a discussion, right. which is And cool. then they get into the fact that, like, no, just kidding, I do remember this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I, I What I always thought was interesting about that episode was, did he remember on his own, or was he triggered by yeah. the... The so evaluation they gave him. Yeah. And then, and, like, the way that he cries in the end about it and he, like, confesses and stuff. I always, was always left with the impression that because he didn't remember all of the things that would have made him the way he was, that he wasn't that person anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's really what would happen in real life, but as a kid, whenever I watched that show, right. the show, that's, that but was But there's so the many interpretations away. because oh, I yeah. also, when I watched it this time, I also kind of thought, like... I think maybe he was tricking them. Like, there's that psychopath coming out in him. He Uh did remember from the very beginning, and he Mm. knew that if he says he has amnesia, he can cause this, like, chaos. And, you know, so, like, I I was like, that's another way you could have looked at it. Like, he was playing them from minute one. Yeah. But then why would he confess? Yeah. I don't know. I Yeah. yeah. I I, I like that episode. Probably because of the female guard. Honestly, because of her kindness. Yeah, yeah, because, like, I think that was, like, the first whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because he's definitely starting to clearly connect, have an emotional connection with her. I know what, like, my head canon is, but it's it's just because, like, this is clearly one derivation of the string theory alternate Mm. universe. Mm. Like, we're just following this iteration. Other iterations absolutely exist. (laughs) Yeah. So those were my main five that I really liked. Mm -hmm. I really liked Third Life. Mafia let's, baby. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's put a cap on that real quick. Oh yeah. And then go to our commercial break and then we'll come back with all of your favorites because I know that you said you really liked this season. I, I did. I did really so. like this season. Okay, commercial! Commercial! Explaining with Z. No. <laughs> with you. Yeah. No. No, oh it is with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sing the song again. <laughs> I'll sing it again. Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing the song again. It's time for I'm just gonna aggressively sing it. It's time for Reed's Blading with Z. Yeah. So in the episode Third Life, which is episode Third Life, the 12, <laughs> um, our character Lindsay Vaughn is played by Gia Mantegna, which is Joe Mantegna's daughter. Who's David Rossi? Yeah, he plays Yay. David Rossi. That's relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's it. <laughs> that was Reed's Flaming with C. Um, if you enjoy this show, you might also enjoy our other shows on PartyApocalypse.com as The Myth Turns, The Fourth Wall, and Friendables in their entirety. You can also stream new episodes of Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show Donna Kenzie and producer Mac Boyle. Hey, Mac Boyle. Hey. And The Holodeck is Broken broken also with Matt Perdue. Back to the Yay! episode. <laughs> The holodeck is broken. It's a Star Trek podcast that we do with Mac Boyle. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> so, like how he's like a fainting goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the episode. Hey! <laughs> okay, Eris, tell us your favorites. See, I liked so many of them. Like, for example, Children of the Dark, I really liked how near the end where, like, Prentice was like, I could take her home and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I also really liked that that child actor, or actually the character, too, just because she reaches across and, like, she humanizes 
the person that tried to kill her and her brother Mm -hmm. and they did kill her she realizes wow you're a victim too in all of this and it's and i really really like that whole interplay there then of course we get the gemily scene on the plane where that was like oh this ship is away from the dock in the bay and like well out to sea now because basically what happens is like for people who have why why are you not watching the show you should watch the show if you're listening to this podcast anyway they're on the plane and JJ's like, motherhood would look great on you. And, and Emily is just like, really? Yeah. And it's like, they, how gay can you get? <laughs> it was so immediately gay. Which I actually find really funny that it happens in episode four. And then there's several episodes later where they hold hands in the, in the Penelope episode where they're like, absolutely. And I'm just like, yep, yep, that's absolutely a lesbian couple right there. They talk about adopting a baby together before they even start holding hands. Like, that, this is... <sighs> so now, at that point, I was like hyper focused, keyed in yeah. to any interaction with JJ and Prentice. <laughs> the, the hand grab is a really infamous um, thing in the fandom. It has sparked a lot of ships in fan fiction and of stuff. Of course, but it also kind of clued the audience in viewers that there was some, something a little gay going on. And uh-huh. since then it has been so scrutinized that we have discovered scenes where they share clothes. Yay! <laughs> and I found one of those in this season. We have to come back to the next episode to hear it. <laughs> because I want to hear the rest of your favorite episodes. It's like a lot of parts that I like. I also really liked Elephant's Memory in like kind of a wow this really hurts me sort of way. And I think partially because of the clearly smart kid who was looked down mm. on and tortured and abused. <clears throat> Reed seeing so much of him in it to the point where he was able to successfully talk him down. Yeah. You know, like there was so much about it that I liked, especially like that small town country, like, well, his dad wanted him to be good at sports. And I'm like, he had so much more to offer, but because his dad was so fucking short-sighted and an authority in the town. Yeah. Like his dad was the cop. Elephant's memory was good in a way that actively stabs me in my heart. <laughs> like, it's good in the kind of, like, the vampire who wants to see the sun for the final time. You know, yeah. kind of way. Like, it's gonna kill me, but it's gonna be so nice when I watch it. <laughs> what was your least favorite episode? Maybe Higher Power. That was the angel of death one where, like, committing mm. the suicides or whatever. And, like, it was interesting. Like, it wasn't bad compared to other shows that I've watched where I'm like, wow, that was just a bad show. It wasn't bad. It just kind of just like eh, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just just didn't grab me as much as other ones did. I think the saddest part about that episode is when you find out that the the cop's brother did kill himself. That he wasn't right, part of the, right. part it's of the sad. I actually like that part the best because yeah. in a weird way because I'm like sometimes it. It is. Mm-hmm. What, but also at the same time, like, I can see how a family member would be continually rail against that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I also like, but that, that one too, like, I didn't like the fact that Derek Morgan was so like, apparently they're just suicides. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like, here's the thing. Like, yeah, but like suicides have a, a vibe. <laughs> Yeah. And all of these people in that timeline, right? Mm, like, like, there's it's too coincidental there. Like but that lady leaving the that. baby. I'm like, that was definitely not a suicide. Mm-hmm. Like, because generally speaking, you put your affairs in order, not leaving them in a fucking high chair. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was just like, Derek, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and then he and, and finds he, religion, and I'm like, well, now I like it least. Yeah, <laughs> he he, he serves less. the purpose of kind. Him and Rossi tend to serve the. 
were a little behind on the times kind of uh-huh. model, and then um, and then but they come around by the end of the episode usually, yeah. kind of as like a metaphor for change is possible and stuff. Right. So I don't mind them playing the skeptic, but in this one, it just seemed a little heavy handed mm-hmm. because it was like, my dude, you work for the BAU, yeah, you should get a fucking time like. This is statistically improbable. You don't have to be read to see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway. And it was just like, come on, my dude. You live your life through numbers. Why mm-hmm. don't you pick it up? Anyway. Um, I, I think we already talked about Birthright. I did like True Night. Yeah, that one was... True Night's a good one, yeah. I'm just kind of like looking through this. I liked Identity, mm-hmm. which is the gay bar one. I think this is the best way... The show from this time period could have handled something like that. Like, I'm not thrilled with it, but considering the fact it was 2007 and, like, gay marriage wasn't even legal yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's a lot of things happening. Um, Wait, Jeff was Dave, that identity? I did, no, identity's not that one. I yeah, was thinking, I was. Identity in heat is. In is heat. The one. Is oh, in heat. No, you're yeah, right. You're yeah, right. I'm yeah. sorry. I was like, looking at I was like, like I don't remember right. a gay bar yeah. being in that episode. Because when, like, when you said identity, I was like, yeah, that's a good one. Then you were like, the gay. And I was like, hold on. That's the one where they have the militia ties. Yeah, that one I read. Oh, yeah, no, that one was good. No, no, in heat. I'm sorry. I was I know why you would think it was identity, though. Yeah, because you had to take his, like, the identity of the people and i was like okay like it was heavy and it was i mean i stand by the whole like for 2007 it was but i'm like especially with will at the end who was like i don't understand why my friend would have kept this from mm -hmm. me like why would he think i would care yeah (laughs) yeah which is also kind of like hey that's that sounds really sweet but if he didn't come out to you then it means that he didn't feel safe he didn't he still didn't like whether or not you did or said something or the fact that you didn't say anything when other people were talking mm-hmm. about it. Like, people want to come out. Yeah. <laughs> like, people desperately want to come out. <laughs> and if they didn't, it's because of you. <laughs> yeah. I, was that all your favorites? I mean, I liked so many of them. I know, they're so good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm red, I'll just jump in whenever I think of another one I really yeah. liked. <laughs> I think an honorable mention is Scared to Death. That one always fucked me up as a kid, too, because he literally buries that woman alive. Mm. I was just thinking, like, oh, anxiety disorder's calling me out. All right. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Seven Seconds was one of my favorites. That mm-hmm. one's a really good one. Um, Identity. That one is yeah. good. The, the weird militia, dude. Ugh. Yeah. Lucky, which yeah. is the cannibal one. Another honorable mention is Penelope. True Night's good. Yeah. I think we all kind of had really similar consensus. I rated Third Life pretty high. I really like the end where we, we got to see Reed be a de-escalator a lot in this yes. season. Yeah. And he's pretty good at it. Him him trying to talk that grown man down. Right. Because if, if it had been the other him. way around, if it had been the other way around, and we see this in another in the other episode, where if it had been the other way, if he had been trying to talk the kid down from shooting the dad, then it would have worked. Yeah. But like Reed just couldn't couldn't hack it. And, and doesn't and he that, come out later to, to Hotch and he's like, I tried. Yeah. Like yeah. I did all everything I could. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's yeah. literally he can't move until and then Hotch he, gets into that room. Mm-hmm. So who knows how long. Yeah, he was standing there alone with that with that headless body. Yeah, um, and but I, I did. I absolutely really <laughs> there was the evil, sick, twisted part of me. Absolutely liked Lindsay, Lindsay being the girl going like, yeah. "I'm done with him, Dad. Fucking murder him!" And the dad going like, "All right, I'll be better tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "Yeah, Daddy, daughter, woo!" Such a good scene. <laughs> Although we don't ever really learn what the what the mo- the boys' motives are for kidnapping Katie and Lindsay. Yeah, like it's it's like they have motives, it's I like guess. Secondary. To yeah. everything. Yeah. I think it was honestly like yeah, I think I think they 
hinted towards the fact that he absolutely was planning on raping Lindsay. Well, yeah. And then, like, Katie it. was, like, in the way or something. Yeah. But it was just sort of, like, if Yeah, but right. it was, if, it, well, if they did mention it, yeah, they, it was just a one-off line. And yeah. then an honorable mention, again, is lo-fi at the very end. Mostly because of that cliffhanger. I remember watching that live and just my mind being blown. Like, having to wait all fucking summer long to see who could have possibly died. Mm-hmm. And, like, at that point, they had gotten rid of Gideon. Right. They had gotten rid of Elle. You're like, who else is leaving? Like, Aaron was a come-and-go kind of... Um, Aaron Strauss was a come-and-go kind oh, of yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just kind of one of those things where it was like... There, I know that there was a lot up in the air that season with, like, arrivals and, and yeah um, departures and stuff. So watching that live was, like... Horrible. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing, but it was horrible. Yeah. I, I remember actually, the first time watching that episode, I was like, oh, that's cute. They all have the same kind of car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see yeah. now. So I actually want to talk about two things that started at the very beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to actually talk about Aaron Strauss first, because you just brought brought her up. Mm-hmm. I really like how she is. She is the villain, but she, and she had been the villain for the last season, for sure. And then it gets into Doubt and A Name of Blood, where she is, especially in the second episode, mm-hmm. where she's out on the field. And she is so fucking uncomfortable because it's she actually does not understand what they do. Yeah. And what they deal with. Mm-hmm. And because it's that one of those things that, like, so many things, when you look at it on paper, you're like, well, clearly that's what went wrong. Mm. Until you actually get there. And then you're like, well, it turns out this was harder to juggle than I thought it would be. Because <laughs> I've literally never been in the field before. Yeah. And so it's just sort of like... It's that dealing with a boss who does not understand what your job is mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then she gets to be in those shoes and she realizes, this sucks. Here you go. Blank check. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's not, obviously, she's not blank checking with them. But, like, she she lightens up so much in the rest yeah. of the season because she gets to go on one job with them and realizes, oh, this is what I asked them to do all day. Mm. Fuck. I yes. hate this. This is, like, Yeah. That episode was interesting to me, that in name and blood, because, like, the, near the beginning, we've, Gideon's missing. They're all mm-hmm. panicking over that. Hotch gets suspended. Emily resigns. And everything's just, like, falling apart. But at the end, like, I wrote, I was like, just disregard authority and interfere with the FBI, and you get to keep the job you like best. Yeah. And I was like, Hotch and Emily are the Captain Kirks of the BAU. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the trick is, is to have a job that's so terrible that your boss, when they're forced to step in, goes, never mind, you can have your job back because I never want to do that again. And you're like, all right, I guess I got my job back. I I, I think the scene in that that episode where Hotch and Prentice are in Prentice's apartment and they're talking about about leaving and and how, like, Penelope is halted their transfers. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, um, I don't know. This is like, like, yeah. yeah. It's so Penelope. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I think that scene is so interesting to watch as, because I know where both of those characters end up at. Mm. Like, I've seen the most recent season, like, Criminal uh-huh. Minds Evolution. I've seen every single episode knowing where those two characters end up at and that they were both at this point at the same time together is just a really cool yeah. thing to look back on. So I want you to keep that in mind. For, okay. For when I love Paget Booster, so uh, I'm out of the show as soon as she leaves. <laughs> I mean, like if she's if she's not there to see it, I'm like, all right, I'm checking out. You guys can do the podcast without me. I'll come back when she gets back in. <laughs> but okay, for the last minute and a half, I want to talk about Gideon and that whole yeah. thing in those two episodes because 
I was side-eyeing Z so hard throughout <laughs> watching this because the first episode and the gunshot, and you're uh-huh. like, because he was writing that letter. He was writing the letter, then you hear the gunshot, and I was like, Z. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy. My broster. Yeah. You that's would me. not you would not do this to me, right? I, I did. And Z was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, okay, listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and then it gets to the whole ending in the blood where he's missing the entire episode. Mm. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up and say a lot of times when I watch TV shows, um CJ can attest to this, but now Z can attest to it because Z has now watched TV shows with me and realizes that frequently when bad things are happening to characters I like, I frequently shout, yell at the television, <laughs> you know you can just leave, right? You can just leave and become a baker! You can just not do this. <laughs> And I do that a lot with a lot of characters. <laughs> and the fact that Gideon just left to become maybe not a blaker, baker, but a travel blogger. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm so happy that Gideon is just like, this was hurting me. I'm going to get in a car and become a travel blogger. And I'm like, that's it, man. I, lo- I love that. I love the fact that he's just like, he gets to go. He just gets to go. And I know that there's more to be said because you both are giving me that look. <laughs> I am keeping my face as still as I can. Thank you very much. full on hiding from me. Absolutely cowering. I will say. But I love the fact that he's a travel blogger now and yeah. nobody can tell me any different. Not even this show that was filmed many years ago. I love when we were doing our episode for season two and you were mm-hmm. like, I love Gideon. Gideon's the best. La, 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 la. I and then say- I'm like. Like, okay, he's got, like, one more episode. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's still the best, and now he's a travel blogger, and I subscribe to his blog. You were you were right, though. You had, I don't remember what all of your predictions were, but yeah. one of them was that Gideon was going to leave. Right. And you were right. And then another one they was were that, like. were going to do the fake out with mm-hmm. Hotch, but then it turned out Gideon leaves because mm-hmm. he can't handle the girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey. I called that. We're out of time for this episode. Awesome. But thanks for sticking around with us guys and come around for the next episode where we finish this discussion. Okay, bye! Bye! Laura once wrote, Laura is writing something so we can see if that smell comes back. <laughs>